Greetings to all our listeners in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, who is seated in the heavenlies at the right hand of the Father. This is Shia Jeshu, a Bible study program brought to you by the Church Fellowship of Shear Jeshub Christian Tabernacle in Madison, Connecticut on the shoreline. My name is Patty Scalzo and I am so happy that you are going to study the scriptures with us for the next quarter of an hour. My husband, Pastor Greg Scalzo, has been teaching a series on heavenly authority and in our background study in the Old Testament we have been focusing in the section on the priests and Levites. We've gone back to look at the progenitor of the Levites Levi himself, the son of Jacob. Last time we started to study the tragic incident of the violation at Shechem of Dinah, Jacob's daughter and full sister of Levi. Today we continue in Genesis chapter 34. Verse 8 But Hamor spoke with them, saying, The soul of my son Shechem longs for your daughter. Please give her to him as a wife, and make marriages with us. Give your daughters to us, and take our daughters to yourselves. Let's make our people mingle together. Let's become like one people, Hamor saying. So you shall dwell with us, and the land shall be before you. Dwell and trade in it, and acquire possessions for yourselves in it. Now Jacob had a lot of possessions, and they had a lot of land. So we'll come out of this looking pretty good. We'll share our possessions. You have land. You have a place you can settle. Then Shechem said to her father and her brothers, Let me find favor in your eyes, and whatever you say to me, I will give. So he's got somewhat of a repentant attitude. I'll do whatever you want me to do to have Dinah as my wife. Ask me ever so much dowry and gift, and I will give according to what you say to me. But give me the young woman as a wife. Verse 13, But the sons of Jacob answered Shechem and Hamor his father, and spoke deceitfully because he had defiled Dinah their sister. And they said to them, We cannot do this thing, to give our sister to one who is uncircumcised, for that would be a reproach to us. But on this condition we will consent to you. If you will become as we are, if every male of you is circumcised, then we will give our daughters to you, and we will take your daughters to us, they're going to intermarry, and we will dwell with you, and we will become one people. But if you will not heed us and be circumcised, then we will take our daughter and be gone. And their words pleased Hamor and Shechem, Hamor's son. So you can see how much he wants to marry Dinah, that he's willing to go through this. But still a terrible thing had happened. An awful thing had happened. And Levi and Simeon are going to use their religion deceitfully to get revenge. So the young man did not delay to do the thing because he delighted in Jacob's daughter. He was more honorable than all the household of his father. Now that phrase gets interpreted different ways. He saw either he was more honorable or he was most honored of all his father's household. He was an honored man. He was a leading young man in that city. He had honorable ways, perhaps, but look at the great shame he brought upon his family, and look at the great 
disaster he's bringing down upon them. Actually here, had it gone through the way Jacob desired, you really would have had the first conversion to the religion of the Hebrews. He would have had the first Hebrew conversion because all these people in the city were willing to get circumcised and follow their God and leave behind their ways. So something good possibly could have come out of something terrible. And Hamor, verse 20, and Shechem, his son, came to the gate of the city and spoke with the men of the city, saying, now they got to convince all the other men in that city to go along with this. Not an easy thing to do. Verse 21, these men are at peace with us. Therefore, let them dwell in the land and trade in it. For indeed, the land is large enough for them. Let us take their daughters to us as wives and let us give them our daughters. Only on this condition will the men consent to dwell with us, to be one people, if every male among us is circumcised as they are circumcised. Will not their livestock, their property, and every animal of theirs be ours? Only let us consent to them, and they will dwell with us. So they got to do a sales pitch to get these men to, as grown-ups, accept circumcision by saying, look at all the property they have. You know, these are good people to intermarry with. And that's the expression, giving our daughters and taking their daughters in that day, in that custom. And we have to consider the culture of that day when we read this. That was the expression of intermarry, become like one people with them. They have a lot of property, and we all can share and be one people together. And they're successful at the city gate, in this city meeting, in this town hall. In verse 24, and all who went out of the gate of his city heeded Hamor and Shechem his son, Every male was circumcised, all who went out of the gate of his city. And it would seem at this point that immediately Dinah is given in marriage to Shechem. Because in verse 25 we read, Now it came to pass on the third day, when they were in pain, and obviously as grown men there was great pain to this, that two of the sons of Jacob, Simeon and Levi, both full brothers of Dinah, Dinah's brothers, each took his sword, and came boldly upon the city and killed all the males. In their weakness, they're slaughtered by Levi and Simeon. And they killed Hamor, Shechem his son, with the edge of the sword. And they took Dinah from Shechem's house, so she's there, and they went out. And the sons of Jacob came upon the slain and plundered the city because their sister had been defiled. They took their sheep, their oxen, and their donkeys what was in the city and what was in the field. And all their wealth, they take everything from them. All their little ones and their wives, they took captive and they plundered even all that was in the houses. So they had right to be angry because it says in verse seven, a thing which ought not to be done. But their anger against Shechem's sin to their sister leads them not just to kill him after dealing deceitfully after their father had made an agreement with his father but to kill all the other men in the city to take all their money and to take their wives and children as captives like slaves certainly that was a tremendous wrath a disproportionate anger but they're so angry over what happened to their sister and they have right to be angry. 
and anger we're going to see and violence will characterize the Levites and God is going to use this in a very important way and we're not going to be able to develop it all today but I want to set this background for the ancestor Levi himself the anger that he has let's finish this one section verse 30 then Jacob said to Simeon and Levi you have troubled me by making me obnoxious among the inhabitants of the land among the Canaanites and Perizzites and since I am few in number they will gather themselves together against me and kill me I shall be destroyed my household and I in other words he made an agreement there were certain things that were more important to them in that day than they are to us today and vice versa and given an agreement having a contract like this they were going to intermarry and Jacob seals it by giving Dinah to them they have the circumcision Shechem and Dinah are married and then to have them come in and slay the town when it's heard in the surrounding area with peoples that are way more numerous than them they're going to come out against them and even though Jacob has people and even though Jacob has property he's not going to be able to stand against all these people he says I'm going to be obnoxious among the inhabitants of the land and their answer but they said verse 31 should he treat our sister like a harlot he should not have treated their sister like a harlot they were right to be angry at his sin but their anger flared into such violence that now it puts their father and the existence of their whole group in peril a little more background go to chapter 35 Jacob's at one of those points where he's really in trouble and when he's really in trouble he turns to God and God said to Jacob arise go up to Bethel and dwell there this is how you have to deal with the situation and make an altar there to God who appeared to you when you fled from the face of Esau your brother you're in trouble again now and Jacob said to his household and to all who were with him put away the foreign gods that are among you put away the foreign gods that are among you purify yourselves and change your garments now the idea of purification again washing taking off the old clothes and the clothes become symbolic putting on new clothes and what do they have to do put away their foreign gods they're still carrying foreign gods pagan gods idols among themselves these followers of Yahweh sometimes you say why do terrible things happen what a terrible thing happened to Jacob and his family well does not justify Shechem but you can see how the defenses around Jacob's family are breaking down because he's got idols there put away the foreign gods that are among you purify yourselves change your garments then let us arise and go up there to Bethel and I will make an altar there to God who answered me in the day of my distress and has been with me in the way which I have gone so they gave Jacob all the foreign gods which were in their hands and the earrings which were in they're wearing them as earrings they're wearing the little idols as earrings in their ears and Jacob hid them under the terebinth tree which was by Shechem so he digs a hole I guess and he puts all the little idols in and all the earrings in and he covers it over by Shechem and in Shechem this place of such horror they leave behind these idols which never 
should have been there at all. And they journeyed, and the terror of God was upon the cities that were all around them, and they did not pursue Jacob and his family. God brings fear upon the people in the area, and they don't touch Jacob and his family, and they're protected. And how God has protected Jacob time and time again, and yet the people just can't let go of idols. We know even Rachel was hiding the idols from her father's house. They don't want to let go of other gods besides Yahweh, the one true God. We pray that the program was a blessing to you today. The Word of God is so rich and full of wisdom, and we hope that these studies have increased your knowledge of the author and perfecter of our faith. If you have any comments, or if you enjoy these programs and feel led of the Lord to help support our church fellowship, please send all correspondence and donations to Shear Jashub Christian Tabernacle, that's spelled S-H-E-A-R hyphen J-A-S-H-U-B, Post Office Box 518, Branford, Connecticut, 06405. And if you will be in the Madison area, come worship the Lord with us. Sheer Jeshub Christian Tabernacle meets every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. in the upper room of the Memorial Hall on Meeting House Lane in Madison. Take I-95 to exit 61. Go down to Route 1, turn right, and at the next light, turn right again. We are in the yellow brick and white building. Please join us for our next broadcast of Shear Jeshub, which in Hebrew means, a remnant shall return.